This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Gary, uh, lots going on in the economy since we last spoke a couple weeks ago. How about some news on inflation and recessions and interest rates? and, And after last Friday, maybe even a comment on the stock market. That should cover about everything, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, I, I, I like to trade to the stock market. I might want to have to stay away from that. But okay, well, where, where would you like to start? I guess not only uh, have we had a lot of ec- important economic news in the past two weeks, but you know, there's also some more important data releases that will be out this week, including the first estimate of the growth rate of the economy as measured by real gross domestic product or GDP. And when I say real, it's a, it's a better estimate because it subtracts out inflation and so sort of gives us a, a, des- a real estimate of you know, what was produced in goods and services. Well, why don't we start there, Gary? Um, Uh, Tell us about the pace of growth for the economy in the first three months of 2022. Well, on, on Wednesday, the Bureau of Economic Analysis will, will actually publish its first estimate of the quarterly growth rate for the first quarter of 2022. And I think the growth rate will slow substantially from the almost 7% growth rate recorded in the fourth quarter of last year. You know, and I've been looking at several recent GDP forecasts for the first quarter, um, and they're generally estimating growth at a little above 1% at an annual rate. And, you know, that's about half of the average growth rate for the U.S. economy in recent years. Um, you know, the average is closer to about a little under 2%. Um, and it's certainly far below the very fast fourth quarter, you know, 2021 growth rate of GDP, which was, you know, close to almost 7% at an annual rate. So, for example, we could look at um, the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's GDP now um, estimate based on the data the Bureau of Economic Analysis, uh, or BEA, uses to calculate the GDP number. And they're they're looking at 1.3% in their latest um, estimate. Um, the Conference Board, which is an important forecasting group, um, forecast GDP slowing uh, to about 1.5% annual rate in the first quarter. That's you know that's among the faster ones. Um, there's also the Blue Chip, which is a group of forecasters and forecasting groups and banks and financial institutions. Most of their forecasts are ranging from about zero to two percent annual rates of growth, um, and the consensus there is uh, about one percent rate of growth. So, you know, be on the lookout on Wednesday morning to see just what that number, how that number comes in and how strong it is or how weak it is. Well, Gary, if you expect that the economy grew much slower in the first three months of uh, 2022, give us a few reasons for the slowing. Oh, boy, Paul, there are, I think, several important reasons for the slowdown. You know, first in the fourth quarter of the year, the growth rate was pushed up by a large increase in inventories, purchases of goods for inventories. And that's, you know, likely a reaction to the supply chain shortages, you know, with COVID. Uh, But that big run up in inventory in 2021 allowed firms to cut back on their spending on inventory so far in in 2022. So that's one area that makes a difference. Um, COVID, you had another wave of COVID in the first quarter. Um, so it's, you know, still wrecking havoc on the economy and, and supply chains, not as bad as before, but but it's still there. And you've got all of the disruptions and uncertainties now arising from the war in Ukraine and the international sanctions on Russia. 
monetary policy has become more aggressive in increasing interest rates or is expected to become more aggressive in increasing interest rates and those rising interest rates and expectations of rising interest rates make you know investment in consumer goods like cars refrigerators big ticket items mortgages all makes all of those more expensive and erodes purchasing power and then you've got the inflation and especially the higher energy and food prices reducing other spending as, as we spend more on energy and food and that you know that also is eroding purchasing power so you know lots of things are going on there that are creating headwinds for the economy okay well since you brought up inflation what do the recent numbers indicate and where do you see inflation heading for the rest of this year well, the latest consumer price index rose at about eight and a half percent annual rate over the 12 months ending in March of 2022. And that's, you know, obviously way above the Fed's average 2% inflation goal. Um, the inflation measure that the Federal Reserve prefers to use, the personal consumption price index or PCE, rose at about 6.2%. Four uh, percent over the 12 months ending in February 2022, and that that a new number that will be coming out there as well. Uh, so the inflation rates remain high; they're they're not anywhere near as high as they were in the in the late 70s and and early 80s, but they still remain high. And uh, you know, maybe that they're not rising quite as fast as they had been, but they certainly haven't started to subside in a major way either. So, you know, some of that inflation likely is a result of shortages related to COVID and supply chain issues, you know, some inflation is resulting from the war in Ukraine driving up the, you know, energy and food prices, and that will be a factor that probably doesn't go away soon as this continues. Um, there's been a big, you know, shift in consumer demand from services to goods, and certainly faster than the COVID economy could respond. And um, you know, and then there's also another interesting recent Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco study by a couple of colleagues, former colleagues of mine, who suggested that the um, spending packages um, put in place in 2020 by the Trump administration and 2021 by the Biden administration, um, have, they've helped get the economy out of the steep 2020 COVID recession when the economy lost 22 million jobs. So that that's good. You know, they're also likely contributing to the high inflation rate because they put a lot of money in the hands of consumers uh, to spend. So, you know, I will I do expect that the inflation numbers will slow, but probably not as fast as one might have expected before the war in Ukraine. Um, and certainly as the Fed tightens monetary policy, you know, it's not going to be instantaneous, but that should also help you know, bring down the, the inflation numbers as well. But, you know, I think it might be a little longer than <laughs> We're talking a couple of years, maybe, rather than just, you know, next few months. One more question. Um, and this is this will be a bit of a challenge. You mentioned that the stock market is considered a leading economic indicator. Well, last Friday, the Dow Jones fell almost a thousand points. Could that be signaling <laughs> a recession by any chance? Yeah, let's start with one of the factors pulling down the Dow Jones, and Jones Industrial Average by about, roughly a thousand points, um, and, and that is a three percent decline in the Dow in one day, and that is indeed a very large decline. It's you know I think statistically significant, you know, but the, that of course is the day that the Fed Chair Jay Powell indicated that the Fed is likely to raise its target overnight interest rate by a half a percent at their May meeting rather than just a quarter of a percent, and I think that also got markets to thinking that the Fed is likely to 
want to do the same thing, raise it by a half a percent in, in the June meeting as well to get, you know, tighten monetary policy a little more aggressively and, and faster than um, most folks were thinking about um, not very long ago. So, you know, it looks like the Fed is getting, you know, more aggressive about raising interest rates to try and cool off the economy, which is, you know, now at full employment at 3.6% and trying to start to bring down the inflation rate back towards that Fed two percent you know average goal so you know does a more aggressive fed policy signal a recession you know not doesn't have to but you know it's very difficult for the fed to bring the economy to a soft landing and lower inflation um but you know those are you know both targets for the policy. Um, I think it's also fair to say that most GDP forecasts, but not, not all of them at this point, are, are not projecting a recession for 2022 or, or 2023. You know, so, you know, it's, it's certainly possible. It's certainly in the realm of probability. But, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll have to see how the, the Fed policy implementations and the, the other many things going on that add to risks for the economy play out in the months ahead. Well, Gary, there's a lot there. A lot there to look at. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and see how things look. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Pleasure. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance. 